Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm Carlene Savage, conflict resolution expert and your host. And on topic today are things that we don't need to apologize for. And I don't mean that in, um, you know, the obnoxious, you know, screw you kind of way. I mean that in the sincerest of terms. And I'm going to share a few things with you that I've learned from watching my own daughters. My one daughter, she's about 38 now. When she was a teenager, she came home and she's sitting there on the floor. And I don't know what she was doing, but she's sitting there on the floor talking about her girlfriends and talking about how they're struggling. And a lot of it was centered around body, body image. Oh, you're so cute. And you know, I have this and my butt's this way and my stomach's this way. And I just wish I could do this. And oh, you're so beautiful, your hair and your lips and la la la. It just went on. And she was sharing that experience. I don't know what I said, but she turned around and she looked at me. Or I I don't know if I said anything, but I remember her turning around and looking at me just very stern and serious. Like, You got to answer this question for me, mom. She turned around and she looked at me and she goes, mom, am I supposed to feel bad about the way I look? And I said, absolutely not. And then of course I did my thing, which is you're gorgeous. You're beautiful. You have no, nothing you should ever be embarrassed about. It doesn't matter. And she goes, cause I don't. I don't feel bad about who I am or what I look like. So fast forward, I have two other daughters that are 29 and 26. I was just talking to my 29-year-old on the phone, and she's married, and they're going down to visit his family and some of our family too, but they're going down. They're going to need a ride, and they don't have access to a car. So my daughter was saying, you know, well, we'll just have them come pick us up. Her husband is saying, I don't think that's fair. I don't think, I don't want to inconvenience people. That's just a lot of driving for them to come down and get us and take us back up and do all this stuff. Um, I don't want to deal with that way. And she says to me, mom, I explained to him, we are going to grace them with our presence. They are thrilled that we are coming and they should be. And she said, and they're all excited. Your brothers are making other plans for us going to working out, playing games, doing different activities. They're excited we're coming. Why shouldn't they be willing to help get us around? Wow, what a way, what a mindset she taught me. But it's interesting to watch how people respond. She, this same daughter a few years ago was at a job or several years ago, was at a job, and she has no problem sitting alone. She has the confidence of a queen, and she has no problem sitting by herself. So every lunchtime, she would go in the lunchroom, pull out her Kindle, she'd sit there and eat her lunch, and she had no problem. The other women around her would get so uncomfortable and be so bothered, and they'd kind of whisper to each other and look at her. Now, she could feel it. She could see it out of the corner of her eye, but she didn't respond because she was perfectly fine sitting by herself doing what she was doing. And at one point, these women said, why don't you come over and sit with us? And she said, no, I'm fine. Well, with that, they got really upset. Isn't it funny what we do to each other? They got really upset. 
And then they, of course, judged her a little bit more. And so somebody else did it another day. Why don't you come sit with us? And she says, I'm fine. And so they said, why? Why are you, why don't you want to sit with us? And my daughter explained, and I believe she was like 20 at the time or 22. And she explained, she said, I think you guys are more uncomfortable that I'm sitting by myself than I am. I don't mind doing this. I enjoy sitting by myself. And she had to explain it to one of them that was willing to hear it because not all of them were willing to hear it. So it was so interesting that she had the confidence and didn't have this need to be included in something and how uncomfortable that made people. So we're always apologizing, right? And then I have my 26-year-old who she's sitting there and she goes, Mom, sometimes I don't feel like I look great. She goes, but here's the deal. I know I'm always beautiful. I can have the worst day I think I'm having. I could be sick. She goes, and I'm still fine. I'm still beautiful. And she goes, and people are lucky to have me. These girls have so much confidence. They sit there and talk about their bodies and go, I might, you know, this part of me is beautiful. That part of me is beautiful. I love this part of me. And maybe it's not a good hair day, but man, I know how to make it work. I know how to make it happen. I know that if I want something to look like something, I can do that. And they have such a confidence. I remember my daughter going out and dating. And she would tell men she was dating. And she's dated a slew of guys. And she would tell guys, some of them that she dated, I know I'm beautiful. And a lot of their common responses were, well, that's pretty bold of you. Or they would say, man, you're so good looking. And she'd say, I know. And they'd go, wow, okay, that's weird. And, you know, you've got an ego. And she'd say, it's not an ego. I just know I am. Why is it okay for you to say I am, but it's not okay for me to say I am? Isn't this funny what we do with each other? We are in this, you know, self-empowerment. You need to feel good about yourselves. And yet the minute somebody does And it doesn't look like what we think permission should look like. Isn't that funny that we think we need to give somebody permission to feel good about themselves? But if it doesn't look like that, then they are being egotistical or full of themselves or vain. Isn't it so interesting? But I learned from these girls. I learned and I got to sit at their feet. I got to be on the front row of their life and watch what confidence does what it looks like. And so I realized learning from them, some of the things I should never have to apologize for. Now, I didn't come from an era that, that bred that kind of confidence in a person. I decided those things when I was young, and I can share that in another, in another episode. But I, from these girls, I learned things I don't need to apologize for. I learned from them, I can make more money than, than the man. My one daughter, she made more money than every, per, every person she's dated. And I'm talking about, she's probably dated, oh, I don't know. I'm going to say 100, 150 people. 
in a short period of time, and she made more money than all of them. You don't need to apologize for it. She never did. Um, the man she married, he was the first man that came along that made more money than her. And she was elated. She was also a little bit jealous and a little bit of, ah, you know, goals, things I want to achieve now. But you know what? That's her confidence talking. That's her confidence going, yes, I have new goals, new ways, new things to, that I want to achieve. And it's fantastic. Um, another thing I learned from my kids is um, that when they increase their intelligence, they don't have to apologize for it. They want to be smart, brilliant. They are. They don't have to apologize for it. They don't have to apologize. I don't have to apologize for being sexy at every age, every stage of my body. I can look at it and say it's sexy and I don't have to apologize. I don't have to make myself look or feel bad because somebody else does. I remember sitting with a girlfriend and I was going on this trip with this other, these two other couples and they were kind of, um, what do you, outdoorsy, very natural. And then they were super fit and beautiful, beautiful people. And I remember I, she laid on the bed because I spent the night at her house. She laid on the bed while I put on my makeup and she watched everything. And, you know, she was learning her techniques and um, because she was that kind of a gal. She loved makeup and she loved being beautiful. Love it. That, you know, I totally feed into that and want that for my friends. Anyway, so afterwards she goes, well, how come you didn't put on this? Or how come you didn't put on that? This was several years ago. And I said, well, because I'm going with these guys and we're going kind of more natural. And I didn't, you know, I don't want to dress up and put on all the makeup and make them feel potentially insecure. She looked at me and she said, I would never lower who I am for somebody else. Ha, the moment, right? That moment. Now, does it still happen? Absolutely. We can still feel inadequate. And, but I don't come from an age where feeling that level of confidence where you would vocalize it, verbalize it, and show it was okay. You had to be muted. You had to like blend in and not anymore. I don't believe in it. I didn't rear four girls that way. You never have to apologize or, um, for doing your very best. You don't have to apologize for having things that you like and knowing what you don't like. You don't have to apologize for saying, I don't care to do that. I don't want to do that. I'm not interested in doing that. Um, you don't have to apologize for genuine tears. You don't have to apologize for totally being goofy and playful and silly. You don't have to apologize for laughing at yourself. Oh my gosh, my kids, I remember sitting there with my husband and I was the type of person that everything was serious because of the way I grew up, the dysfunction I grew up in. And, and we all kind of wear our dysfunctions differently, but I was super serious. I learned to be super serious, very stoic, not show any emotion because if I did, if I had things I liked, if I, there were things that I loved, they got taken away from me as the tool to get me to conform. And so I did not learn to laugh at things and be silly and goofy. Everything was serious. So people would trip <laughs> 
And my family would laugh. And I would say, oh my gosh, to my husband, oh my gosh, you're so mean. That's so unkind. You're laughing at their pain. How could you? And all this other stuff. And then I started watching and lightening up a little bit. And then I saw that they didn't just do it to others or about others tripping. They did it to themselves. My daughter walked in to a glass door so hard that it knocked her on her butt. And she stood up laughing her head off going, oh my gosh, that hurts so bad, but that is so funny. We don't have to apologize for that. Um, you don't have to apologize for enjoying chick flicks. For saying that you want to be in control of a situation. I know that my daughter um, in her marriage, somebody says, um, oh, well, you like to control it. And she just flat out says, yes, I do. Yes, I do. And he lets me, so I'm okay. And it's like, that shuts everything down. The confidence to not feel like you have to apologize for wanting to be in charge. The confidence for saying, I want a top spot in the company. Don't apologize. Don't apologize for saying you're smart and saying it out loud. Don't apologize for the physical changes that happen. You can talk about them. You can admit them. You could say what you like and don't like, but you never have to apologize for it. You don't apologize for illnesses that you have, things that you're going through. You don't have to apologize for that. Um, you don't have to apologize for having a past. I know one couple, he found out his wife after seven years had a past and he wanted it over. He wanted that marriage over and it, it, he leveled her because she had a past and it wasn't even a, a crazy past. It was a simple past, but she had made it an, a mistake and he wasn't going to let her out of it. And it's because they knew each other at the time and she didn't, she wasn't completely honest about it. She felt like she had cleaned everything up. There was no, it wasn't anything. She had gone to even gone to her clergy and, you know, admitted that there. And, and they said, you know, you all is forgiven. Don't worry about it, man, go easy. And he found out and almost decimated that marriage. You don't have to apologize for having a past. You don't have to apologize for wanting or not wanting intimacy. You don't have to apologize for strutting, for doing the catwalk, for feeling your sexiness and owning that. You don't have to apologize for that. Now, you don't throw it on somebody else's husband, right? You don't throw it and mock somebody with it, but you don't apologize for strutting and feeling your own good. You don't apologize for the cosmetic surgeries you've had. I, I have a big thing about that, I, probably because I want it. <laughs> but you don't apologize for that. You don't, you, you don't apologize for compliments that come your way. That's pish posh. You don't, you don't. You drink it up. You soak it in. You stand there solid in front of them and say, thank you. Oh my gosh, that feels so good. I remember in high school, um, 
And I was the kind of gal in high school that if I saw somebody that I thought was beautiful, I'd want to be their friend. If I knew somebody that was brilliant, I'd want to be their friend. If I saw something good in somebody, it's like I wanted to be their friend because they are so cool, right? So there's this gal that um, she, we were in choir together. And she was just, you know, she she overdressed for what high schoolers were doing at the time. She acted more like she was an administrator at the school than a student at the school. The way she carried herself, the way she carried the things that she held, the way she was just like, come on, you guys, we're going to go over here. We're going to take, and she just took charge. And I remember one day telling her, and I learned this in high school, and I told her, wow, you are so beautiful. And she looked at me and she goes, oh my gosh, thank you so much. That was so nice of you. Holy cow, that was just the kindest thing. I feel so good. And when I watched how she responded to that, I learned. You never apologize when they, when they give you compliments. There's even TikTokers out there that are going around. And I do it too. I'll do it in the store. I'll do it at church. I'll do it going down the street. I'll do it in a restaurant. If I see something and they're just looking amazing or something that just stands out to me or just maybe their kids are so um, beautiful or they're so well-behaved in my terms, I'll say something. Um, I walked by this gal Sunday and I'm no joke, this girl, this gal and her mom, the gal was probably six, six, I don't know, six, two, six, three. And the mom was a little bit taller than that. Oh, majestic. See, I'm looking at them and people will look at them and go, oh my gosh, you're so tall. But I'm looking at them going, oh my gosh, you're so majestic and gorgeous. So she's a young mom. She's got this brand new baby and and she's wearing this dress that just flows on her. And she, you know, when you're that tall, you can't hide. <laughs> you're not going to hide. And, but, you know, they're very careful. So I walked up and I was totally new in this group. I'd never been to this church before. And, you know, they had friends there. Um, but I walked up as I was getting ready to leave. And I walked by and I tapped her on the arm and I said, you are absolutely stunning, just stunning. And your mom, oh my goodness, you two walk in a room, ugh, takes my breath away. She could not stop oozing at that. And it's not because that's not why I was doing it. I was doing it because it's true. And how much we hold back. Enjoy. You don't have to apologize for giving compliments and getting them. Don't, you don't, another thing, you don't have to apologize for the cost of makeup. I remember having to talk with one of my sons and, you know, what we would did when they were younger is that we would take them on their first date. So for all the boys, I took them on their first date. And it was like how you treat a woman, you know, conversations you have, things that you can talk about, things that you, you know, just manners. And my husband did it with the, with the girls. And one of the things I told my son was, you know, when you're looking at these women, and you're deciding what you like and what you don't like in a woman, you need to remember that there's a maintenance program that goes with that. So if you are attracted to these girls that love makeup and, and groom themselves regularly or high level groom themselves, 
then you need to make sure that you can fund that and support that. Um, I remember one gentleman, after he got with his girlfriend, who later became his wife, and he said, you don't need to wear all that stuff. Stop doing it. But wait a minute. You knew that she liked that stuff when you met her. <coughs> so, and he was upset about how much it cost and all that. Well, but you liked her when you met her. You dated her. You married her that way. That is going to be something that's going to need to be funded. You don't get the privilege of changing them unless they want to change. So we don't apologize for the cost of makeup if that's what we're doing. You don't apologize for getting your hair done. You don't apologize for spending your fair shares of money. And you don't apologize if you want to be treated a certain way. I love being treated like a woman. I love being elevated. And maybe that's some of the conflict that I've had in my marriage is because some of those things are wholly offensive to me. Some of those things are downright wrong. We've, you know, you've talked, I've talked about some of those things in some of my other episodes. Some of those things are downright wrong, but then there's other things, my expectations. I want to be treated a certain way. I want my door opened. I want him to carry my groceries. I want him to feel that he has the responsibility of earning the living for the both of us. It's not that I can't, and it's not that I don't, and it's not that I don't contribute. It's the fact that that's the way I want him to feel about us, that he has a purpose, that he has some responsibility in that realm. Do I feel my own responsibility? Absolutely. But I'm not going to apologize for the kind of guy that I like. And that's what I like. I like certain things. Don't apologize for those things. Anyway, all this to be said, and I hope that you enjoyed the sharing this time of all the, all the different things. And there's so many more. Instead of worrying about claiming claiming and taking and you owe me uh, the respect you owe me this you owe me that just don't apologize don't apologize for who you are where you stand what's important to you don't apologize for loving yourself and being loved don't apologize for being good at something and having talents <sighs> feel into that feel into that that is the other side of resolution Instead of going after and making people give you what you're not even confident that you feel you get, you should have, why not just not apologize for certain things? You don't have to claim it. You don't have to go out there and do some major post that says, I don't have to apologize for the way I feel and the, you know, the challenges I, I don't have to do that. Maybe you just don't. It's a great day to just ask. <laughs>